pray. Thank you, Lord. Help me. Amen. Uh, that's a good prayer. Help. It's a good prayer. Um, I am got a lot of thoughts going on in my head right now about this topic. And uh, one of the things that I, I really, I really want to hone in on for us as a community and for us as individuals. So you can take this for individual, your individual life, but you can also take it, I believe, for, for corporate for us as a community, is that... Do you want some sparkling water? Oh, it's sparkling. Do you want it? Okay. There's water in the back in your bag up there, in that, in that bag. Cool. Um, is that we would be a community that hear the voice of God and then have understanding of how to outwork that what he speaks. And because it's one thing to hear, it's another thing then to have understanding of how to actually outwork what he's spoken. Um, you know, how many, I, I, I have kids, they're not old enough to leave at home on their own right now, but uh, I could say, if say Charlotte's 16 and Alira's 15 and Isla's 13 or whatever, then, uh, and Shen and I were heading out for a night out and I said, hey, hey Charlie, you're in charge um, of the house and uh, mum and dad are going to be out till 10 o'clock and we're going to be back around 10. We're going to go see a movie. And um, I want all the kids in bed by 8 o'clock and they need to have their homework done and they need to have their rooms cleaned and uh, tell them we love them, right? That's a pretty... Anyone got teenage kids? That's, that's probably, you know, you in bed by 8, Sam? No, okay. Um, right, so you, it, it's a general conversation that I've had now Charlie hopefully will know my heart and so she'll relay that message in the same manner in the same way she'll say hey mum and dad are going to be back at eight uh, back at ten you need to be in bed by eight your rooms need to be clean you need to have your homework done da, 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 da. what tends to happen a lot in the church or in in a lot of um, some communities not this community thank thank goodness uh, is that we relay the same message but in a different heart and it's like uh hey mum and dad are going to be back by 10 and if your room is not cleaned then there's going to be you know and the the heart the message is the same but the way that the heart is conveyed is different does that make sense and so i want to talk a little bit about hearing the voice of god and responding in the, in the right way. Now, this is probably, we're going to go on a little bit of a journey of prayer, hearing the voice of God, tongues. We're going to talk about that over the next coming months um, and what that, uh, just, just some clarity around what does speaking in tongues look like from a biblical setting in my own, our own personal life and just the right way we, and what Corinthians actually talks about. Um, and so, and a few other things as well. But I really, uh, I want to launch off who was here when you, I shared about the, the dream that Joyce had? Does anyone remember that? A few of you? Just Ange. All right. So I'll repeat it. The dream was really simple. It was, it was me um, being lowered down by a helicopter in Lilydale um, by Todd White, if anyone knows who Todd White is. And I, don't, I know where I am, but I don't know how to get home. And so I climb a house roof... And I can see the blueprint 
of the area and then I find my way home. And I really believe prophetically that that is a picture for our church right now, that we would become a house of prayer. Because how many in the dream, I climb the house and then I get a blueprint. And I, I want us to go on this journey. I feel like the Lord's inviting us on a journey of, of not just saying what we want to say and what we want to do, but actually tapping into his voice and what he's saying and he's doing. It's not that both aren't uh, one. One isn't um, more. Uh, how, how do I word this right? There are times in the Lord where He's like, "Hey, what do you want to do? A, B, C. I'm going to bless it. You choose. You know, it's it's like, do you want to be a doctor? Do you want to be a lawyer? Or do you want to be a ballet dancer? It's like He's like, I don't care what you do. I'll bless that. And then there are times where He's like, Hey, I'm doing A. Why don't you tap into the stream of I'm do, what I'm doing? It'll work out way better for you. Does that make sense? Yes? And, uh, oh, we've got some Bluey going on at the background. <laughs> Does everyone know that show, Bluey? Ah, great show. <clears throat> How many know man doesn't live off bread alone, but every word that is proceeding out of the mouth of God? So man doesn't just live off, live off natural food. He lives off the word of God that is spoken and continually speaking. All of you can hear the voice of God. If you don't think you can, then you're putting more faith in your ability to hear than God's ability to speak. He's God. You can all hear God's voice. If you don't think you can then you're putting more faith in your ability to hear than God's ability to speak. He'll speak through a donkey, rocks, rainbows, whatever. He'll, he'll find a way to speak to you. That's good news. <laughs> That's like, oh, I can just relax. I can, I, I, you can, we can hear the voice of God. God speaks, doesn't, his natural language is not English. That's not his native language. Thank the Lord he speaks to us in English sometimes. But um, he'll talk in dreams, in visions, in um, prophetic, uh, you know, little prophetic signs. Uh, he'll talk in all kinds of different ways. You can, you can go through them and, and have a look at all the different ways that God speaks throughout. A burning bush. I mean, that's crazy. <laughs> a donkey. You know, rocks are going to cry out. He speaks in all these different ways. And all of us, if you're a Christian in this room, at some point in your life have heard the voice of God. Because you responded. He called you by name and you said, yeah, I'm in. Yes, amen. I respond to that call. So every one of you can hear the voice of God. Because at some point in your life, you said, oh, I'm going to follow you and lay my life down for this. I'm going to receive you as my Lord and Savior and I'm going to follow you. So you can hear the voice of God. At some point in your life, you did that. Yeah? If you're not a Christian in here, then today's a good day to do that. Because the Father loves you. And there's a big difference between, and I've done both with my own children, where I, um, I, I just wrote this, this note, a good dad will repeat things in love. He won't yell at us. A good, I've, done, I've done the yelling thing with my kids, and it doesn't end well. All right? It, doesn't, it provides division. It, 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 you know, there's distance then between our relationship. But a good father will repeat the same things 
until they until his children have understanding until they have understanding he'll continue to say the same things maybe in a different way maybe he'll come at it from a different angle but a good father will repeat things until we have understanding yeah all the children are like yeah dad (laughs) oh gosh here we go um you know there was a, a time in my life when uh i had i had a really good head knowledge of the father but until i heard his voice for myself it changed everything the message of love was still the same but the tone was different or my understanding the way i heard it was different does that make sense so it's the same message but it's a diff- it's my perspective perspective of God and my perception of his nature changed because I heard it through the lens of love I didn't hear it through the lens of correction or a rejection does that make sense all right I'm setting this up so if you've if you've got your Bibles turn with me to Proverbs 25 verse 2 and we'll talk because I really believe that that dream that God is going to give us blueprints and I don't, I don't, here's what I don't want you to hear. I don't want you to hear that this blueprint is going to come through Liam or Lisa or Andrew or Shen or one of the leaders of this house. I believe this, this blueprints are going to come through every single person in this church and where that we would hear the prophetic word of the Lord. Because how many know God's speaking still today? He's not dead He's alive and well, and he wants to communicate with you and I. Yes? Okay. Are you awake? All right. Yes. Okay. So God's speaking, and he wants to communicate to us prophetically, because man doesn't live off bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So he's got an individual call for Daniel. He's got an individual call for Amy. He's got an individual call for Dave. But then there's also a corporate thing that he wants to do as a family and take us on a journey and speak to us prophetically so we would hear the word of the Lord and then we would begin to pray and seek his face for understanding. The Jewish people missed Jesus because they thought he was going to come and end an empire called Rome. And they missed him because they didn't have understanding. My people perish for a lack of knowledge. My people don't perish for a lack of miracles. I'm all for the miracles. We're going to pray for people. We're going to pray today. We love doing that here. We love praying for the sick. We believe God's in the business of healing. I'm just a great physician, so are you. You're just a physician's assistant, all right? You're, just, you're, in, you're in the family. He's the great physician, and we're the physician's assistants. Yeah, and we just get to facilitate the miraculous. We're going to fight for that. We're going to contend for that. But I also believe that if we, if we capture his heartbeat and we capture what he's saying for us as a church for 2020, and we'd have clear vision There you go. There's my corny 2020 pun. (laughs) Um, We'd have clear vision for this year. And we, as I said at the start, for those that weren't here, there's nothing wrong with being purpose-driven, but I would rather be presence-centered. I'd rather have his heartbeat. I'd rather have his voice behind something. Have you ever tried to do something and you're like, I just don't think God's blessing this. 
Like, I just don't think he's on it. You just, I don't know how to any other to describe it. Then it's just like, I just don't feel the grace of God behind what he's saying. And then there's those times where you're like, oh, the grace of God's on this. Like there's, 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 there's just the grace behind this. His breath is behind this. His voice is behind this. And then it just seems to birth into life. And when we started this church, um, I was always, I always would say to our team, and we were huge. I said, I don't want to be, I don't want to be one of those churches that just we're promoting ourselves all the time so we actually made it really difficult to find not on purpose (laughs) but we just and I kind of like that because I, I kind of I I want if I can create something that is man-made and man-ordained and it was my idea and it was my wisdom and it was human reasoning and ways that seem right to a man it leads to death Proverbs 14, 12 says, Ways that seem right to a man lead to death. It will not flourish. It will not grow. And if it does grow, it'll have to be by human strength. But if God does something and he breathes on it and he breathes life into it and his voice is behind it, then, hey, guess what? We just need to be obedient and steward what he's saying and things will take place. doesn't mean it doesn't mean it's not hard work. It just means that there's life behind it, and he's the one that brings the increase. Yeah? All right, so Proverbs 25, are you there? It says, it is the glory of God, verse 2, it is the glory of God to conceal things, but the glory of kings is to search things out. I'll repeat it. It is the glory of God to conceal things, but the glory of kings is to search things out. If we're not, if we're not careful, and we're not stay, and we don't stay current with God, maybe we will sacrifice Isaacs on the altar of God. Everyone knows the story of Abraham and Isaac. What does God say? Take your son, sacrifice him. If he wasn't current with God, he would have killed his son. Thank the Lord he was current with God and he's like, he's not like, oh, but this is the way we've always done it, Liam. This is the way that it's always been done and that's why we're going to do it this way. It's like, well, what's the voice of the Lord saying? Because if we're not careful, we will sacrifice our dreams and our visions on the altar of human reasoning and call it God. So here he says, it's the glory of God to conceal a matter. Why does God, God doesn't hide things for, from us. He hides things for us. He talks about it in, um, in the parable of the sowed and the seer, and he talks about it in Proverbs a lot, in that where, where, uh, where responsibility comes, there's a greater level of expectation and a greater level of, resp- of stewardship that's required, right? And so as a father, as I'm a natural father, I don't hide things from my children to shame them or to keep them at an arm's length, I hide things from them to protect them. So that when they're of mature age and when they've grown in the right relationship with me, that those things then get revealed and then they'll steward them well and then it's their responsibility to steward them, right? Does that make sense? 
And so God hides things, he hides things in the word, in his nature, so that we would search them out. And I believe, this is my own interpretation, but I believe when we hunger and thirst for something and then we lay hold of it, if we've hungered and thirst for it and we lay hold of it and it gets given to us by God, we protect it in the right way. Now, I want to just clarify something. We have everything we need for life and godliness. That We have the presence of God dwelling in our body. We, Jesus paid for everything. He's not going back to sacrifice again. There is everything that we need is in our... This is the best way I can put it. Everything we have is in our bank account, right? Everything we need. Finances, the answer to the problem that you're praying about right now, Jesus purchased all of it on the cross. The miracle that you need, it was all purchased on, at Calvary. Every solution that this world is facing right now, Jesus has an answer. Okay? Are people suffering? Did Jesus pay for freedom in full? Are people suffering? Okay. So everything we have is in our bank account, but not everything we have sometimes is in our possession. And we need to learn how to withdraw from the bank account of heaven so that we can actually start to steward what he's given us well. If you don't believe me this principle, this principle is in the Bible, okay? The parable of the sower and, and the talents. To one he gave one, to one he gave two, to one he gave five or three and five. The, one who, the two that stewarded it well, what did he put them in charge of? Cities. It says the one that had five, he put in charge of ten cities. That's amazing. So listen to this. This is good. I get the word of the Lord. Oh, I get, you know, whatever it is, I get the talent of God. Talent is a sum of money, if you don't know that, right? So I have a sum of money. I can steward that well or I can bury it in the, in the ground because I have a perception of God. Yeah? So my perception of God now, if I hear the voice of the Lord, okay, it's the glory of God to conceal a matter. It's the glory of kings. Who's the kings? You and I. Kings and queens, right? That, girls, you're in that, all right? If you, you can be the kings of God, girls, if we can be the bride of Christ, okay? All right? If we're wearing a dress on wedding day, you guys can, yeah. <laughs> you can be kings in this one, okay? So... So it's the glory of God to conceal a matter. So he's not hiding things from us. Let's use a sum of money, for example. How, I don't know what the statistic is. Someone could tell me this, but a high statistic of NFL football players and basketball players in America, I only know this because I've, I've done a little bit of research on it. When they come out of poverty and they come out of a poverty mindset and they come into money and they get given a multi-multi-million dollar contract, a lot of them blow it and they end up in a worse state or they don't know how to steward it. Do you know the percentage? Eighty-nine players are broke after three years after retiring. Oh, that's fascinating. 89%, so that's high. And I think the same is, I think it's in the 90s for those that win Tats Lotto. 
right? So the reason is not because money is evil. Money is not evil. The love of money is, but, but money is not bad. We need money. We need to live. We need food. We, we need these things. God knows that, right? But learning how to steward it is a different, is, is different. And so I'm thankful now in my life, I can look back over things that I desired, that I, I heard the voice of the Lord on. I'm like, that's the word of the Lord. And I'm like, oh, it's going to happen tomorrow. You know, like <laughs> anyone ever heard that you're like, oh, I got the word of the Lord that I'm going to speak to nations and I'm going to do this and I'm, I'm going to, you know, go travel and I'm going to, you know, win thousands to the Lord. And I'm like, hey, babe, tomorrow I'm going to be the next Reinhard Bonnke, you know, like, and then, and then it's like, and God's like, ha ha ha, yeah, it's the right word, wrong season. I want you to learn to steward it well, right? Because what happens when we steward it is he reveals things, he goes, because revelation is revealed. Revelation is something that's revealed. So it's not something you earn. It's something that is revealed. But when we steward things well, so say, say someone in here gets a million dollars and they're like, okay, Lord, how do I steward a million dollars and steward it for the kingdom and steward it well? I'm using money as an example. Take anything you want to put in there. Take a prophetic word. Take a, uh, a business that you have. Take your family. Whatever it is, put it in there. And it's like, okay, how do I get understanding to search out the matter that you have concealed so that I can, it can be a blessing for your kingdom? Right? Does that make sense? Yes? Some of you are like, I'm not sure. Okay. So my sheep know my voice and as strangers they will not follow. My sheep know my voice, and as strangers they will not follow. You're like, Liam, what on earth has this got to do with the house of prayer and, and, um, and all of those things? One of the aspects of prayer is learning to linger and abide in his presence. If you study out the scriptures, we're going to look at John 15 in a minute. But if you study out the scriptures, one of the, uh, there's different aspects of prayer. There's personal prayer life that you have with the Lord. There's travailing. There's you know, intercessory prayer. There's prophetic decrees. There's prophetic unctions. There's prophetic actions. There's all different kinds of things that encompass under this banner called prayer. And often prayer is considered this, oh, that's only for those weird and crazy intercessors. And, or prayer is like, I don't really know how to pray. The disciples noticed something in the life of Jesus that they went, teach us how to pray. It's the only thing the disciples asked them to teach them, Jesus to teach them, was prayer. If they asked Jesus to teach them how to pray, then we need to too. We need to learn how to pray. We, need to le- we know how this community, man, I love the worship. I love it. I love that we can... You know, Anne said it beautifully to us at the end of the year. She said, oh, Liam, I love our community because I don't have to convince people that God is good and we can just worship together and we can go for an hour or two hours or three hours or whatever. And it's like we're, we're, there's a hunger in this community for, for worship. There's a hunger in this community for the truth of the word. There's a hunger in this community for evangelism. I don't think I've ever met as many evangelists in a small church as I have in this community. It's incredible. Every single second person is like, let's get out on the streets and let's pray for people. It's like, yeah, come on, let's do it, you know. It's awesome. I love it. If we're not careful, Andrew said, touched on it a little bit. He said, 
you know, you can make anything religious. You can make reading your Bible religious. You can make worship religious. You can make going out on the streets religious. You can make coming in church religious. And if we're not careful, we'll be in the mundane and the routine of Christianity and we won't have the voice of God behind it because we haven't sought his voice. And his voice we want to follow. I'm not interested in following Liam's voice. I hope you're not either. I'm interested in following his voice. And he'll use people. He'll use people. He ordains people. He calls people. And he, he does that for, for a reason. But I want, to be, I want to be led by his voice. I want to be led by his voice this year, 2020 and beyond, that we would be, that we would be a church that it's like, hey, we're going to seek the, the voice of the Lord. I'm compiling our prophetic words from last year and the year before at the moment and putting them into to a, a bit of a, just a nice, neat package so that we can actually, you guys can actually see clearly what the Lord's saying. But I just want to encourage you. I know I'm, jam, I'm, I'm rambling over a little bit this morning, but I'm, I'm shotgunning. But I, I want to encourage you that the, vo- the word of the Lord might come through you. It's not just going to come through me. We need your voice. We need your listening ear. We, we, it, this isn't, I, I, I challenged this at the start of the year, who, who those were in 2020, uh, 22nd of December, we were here, and I said, I don't want to be a church that's consumeristic. That we just, and what I mean by that is that we just, we don't just be people that come and just like, oh, well, I tick the church box and I go home. Yeah, this is a place for equipping, it's for training, it's for raising up Holy Spirit warriors. This is what this place is for. It is for that. But that we would be a body of believers that hear his voice together. Doesn't mean that we're always going to hear clearly. Who's got it wrong before? Who's heard the voice? You got it wrong. All right. Everyone's got it wrong. Doesn't mean that, hey, Liam, I had a dream last night and I, it's the word of the Lord and we're going to do it. It's like, no, we're going to pray into that as a team. We're going to have wise counsel. You know, there's wisdom in the multitude of many, you know, all of those things. It doesn't mean I've had words where I'm like, that's the word of the Lord. And I'm like, no, nah, that wasn't the word of the Lord. <laughs> that was the word of Liam, you know, like, and, uh, and we need that. We need that where we get it wrong. But you know, how many know the way you get it wrong is by trial and error? Yeah? That you're like, hey, I'm going to submit. The Bible talks about that, you, you know, where there's a prophetic word that you would submit it, let two or three prophets pass judgment. You know, that's healthy biblical etiquette of a right way to judge a prophetic word. You know, because Jesus was like, he told his guys, hey, let's call down fire on a city. And Jesus was like, nah, bad idea, you know. So, yeah? All right. Go with me to, actually, just quickly go to Proverbs. We're in Proverbs. Go to Proverbs 3, then we'll go to John 15, and then we're going to close. Proverbs 3. Who wants to hear the voice of God more clearly? I do. This started with me... um, I was how old was I? I was twenty. I was twenty years old, twenty-one. Just got back from America, and someone started talking to me about hearing the voice of God, and I was like, "What are you talking about? Like, isn't it in the Bible?" And they're like, "Oh yeah, but 
it's not the Father, the Son, and the Holy Bible. It's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And um, anyone that knows me knows I love this book. And uh, this is our final authority on anything. And, um, you know, it's these scriptures. I mean, it's incredible. We have Jesus in print. That's amazing. That's just awesome. And, um, you know, I want, us to, I want us to be a people that we devour this thing. You know, that we... I, I heard Reese. I think Lisa mentioned it, and I, I love it. Jonathan Halser. He said, "I want you to look at your hand. Why don't you just do this? Why don't you look at your hand right now?" <clears throat> and uh, on that is the fingerprints of your life, your unique, unique fingerprints, your identity that no one else has. No one else has those fingerprints. Only you do. And that's the most incredible, unique. Like he designed that. He designed those little lines. He designed that. You know, he created that in your mother's womb. And, uh, and we spend more time doing this on a phone than we do or in wonder of who God's created us to be. And uh, I just encourage you, if you want to read something this year, read this and find out who you are. And uh, just devour it. I didn't, I didn't read uh, any book in year 12 except for one. And uh, up and all the way through high school, I just looked at the back of the blurb and tried to make up some thing for my uh, English essays, and I just make it up. I was shocking. If it didn't have a movie, I wasn't reading the book, and and uh, I was bad. And then I became a Christian. Yeah, yeah. All kids, block your ears. Don't do that. It's not the way to do it. One of my English teachers, I think in year ten, is like Liam. You do realise that Sam is a boy, not a girl. And I'm like, ah. She's like, you haven't read the book. I'm like, no, I haven't read the book. <laughs> but I, I don't want us just to read the book to read the book so that we get filled up with more head knowledge. I want us to read the book so we would know the author. That's why we read this book. We read this book so we get to know him. The more we read this book, when we hear his voice, we'll able to be able to discern it a lot quicker because we'll have the heartbeat of heaven. It won't be fuzzy. It'll be very clear. Oh, that's not his voice. That's the devil's. That's a stranger's. I'm not following that voice. And so, so this began for me 13 years ago. Someone started talking about this. And Hebrews 5 says that we have our senses trained to discern good and evil. And I really feel like we often have our senses trained to discern evil. We know we can do that really well. <laughs> that person has a demon, Liam. That church is demonic. That da-da-da-da-da. We can do that really well. We somehow can tap into the demonic super good. <laughs> but can we discern good? Because it, it says you have your senses trained to discern good and evil. And we need, I've, there's been moments where I'm like, oh, that's no, I don't like that spirit. That should not belong here or whatever that happens. And uh, it's, it's not that we don't uh, put our head in the sand and bury it, but that when, it confront, when Jesus confronted demons, he just got rid of them. He didn't go looking for them, but when they were there, he cast them out. Yeah. And, uh, and so this, this happened for me. And um, so I'm sitting here, standing at this uh, place up in, in Belgrave, and um, and uh, I I walk into this place. I'm not going to name it, but I walk into this place, and I could feel the presence of darkness. And I walk, I step out, and it wasn't there. And I step in, and there was this presence that was there. And I stepped out, I stepped in, 
And I was just like, I was just, someone was, I thought I was doing a little karaoke shuffle, you know? And Shen's like, Shen and I have been dating like three weeks, I think. And she's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm training my senses. I'm learning what that feels like because I want to I wanna be aware of that if it happens again. And then it started to progress to where I started to discern his presence, not the other one's presence. And I started to recognize, and for a year, I had this weird thing happen where on the top of my head it felt, you know how someone does the egg crack on your head? You know, that, you know the egg crack where you're like, yeah. and then you do that? So I had that happening 24-7, all day, every day, for a year. That was awesome. And I was like, oh man, this just feels nice. It's the Lord. It was the Lord. And, and then after a year it went, and I said to the Lord, what, are you, what was all that about? And he said, I'm, I'm, I wanted to train you to discern the difference of my presence versus the demonic's presence. And so that you would recognize what I feel like, taste like, smell like respond like my voice right and now that doesn't happen all the time now it's it but it, that was for a season yeah all right proverbs 3 john 15 we're going to close proverbs 3 verse 5 trust in the lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your straight your paths be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn from evil. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. If you like, uh, oh, I skipped one there. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with your first, first fruits of your produce. Then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will be bursting with wine. My son, do not despise the Lord's discipline or be weary of the, his reproof, for the Lord reproves him whom he loves. As a father, the son in whom he delights. All right, next verse. Blessed is the one who finds wisdom and the one who gets understanding. For the gain from her is better than gain from silver and her profit better than gold. Get understanding. Above all things else, get understanding. John 15, you know this verse really well. It says, I am the true vine and the, vine, and the father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. How good is that? How good is it to have a father that's like, that's not bearing fruit, I'm going to take it away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine and you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do no thing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers, and the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, listen to this, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciple. This is what the word abide means. It means to be present, to linger, to wait, to remain, to stay in the same place, to, to dwell, and to endure. 
means a lot more other things, but those are just some of them. Why don't you stand? How many times do you think it is? I think it's 12 times where Jesus says, those who have ears to hear, let them hear. Those who have eyes to see, let them see. The whole Jerusalem was hearing Jesus speak. Only a handful heard what he was actually saying. It would be a bummer to, to enter into 2020 with like just going, all right, well, let's just continue on the same path and stick the same old boxes. No, I want to be, I want to be led by his voice. What's he saying? What's he saying for us as an individual? And what's he saying to us as a church? That we would be a house of prayer to get the blueprint for our city. Because I guarantee you, if you, if you catch his heartbeat, even if you get the word slightly wrong, your heart's in the right place. Because you're, you're representing his heart. Yeah? I really believe the Lord wants to take us on this journey. Uh, mountain climbers uh, and jet pilots, they do this. They train to be able to go to higher altitudes. They don't just go to a higher altitude in an instant. It'll crush, it'll crush them. So Everest, you know, they train Everest, they go up, they come down. They go up again, and they, tr they train so that they can remain at that higher altitude. Right? Same with uh, jet pilots that go and fly quite high. Astronauts, I think, do the same thing. That they learn to um, be in a non-gravity environment and they learn how to discern that environment, what their body does in that environment, what their, um, how they respond in that environment, all of those things. And I believe the Lord wants to take us on this journey of abiding of remaining in his presence, of remaining in prayer, of towering in prayer, of contending, of being a house of prayer, of hearing his voice and a stranger's we will not follow. That we would have our senses trained to discern good and evil and that we would, the glory of God to conceal a matter, that we would learn what it means to search it out. That we would learn what it means to actually go, hey, God's got something for me right there and I can just go and grab it and then I can steward it well yeah I know that was a bit of a shotgun machine gun spray jump all over the place um, kind of message but I just I really felt the Lord wants us to this is the one question I feel like he's asking. Will you seek my face with no agenda? We all have the toilet paper roll of list of things that we love to, you know, go after. But can we seek his face with no agenda other than just to be in his presence? Because I really believe he's looking for people that they would have their yielded hearts so he can pour out his spirit in his abundant blessing. Uh, who's sick in this room? Who, who's that woman with the back problem? Who is that? Is anyone? 
That's you. Yeah, you, no, just stay, that's okay. Stay where you are. That's cool. We'll pray for you there. Awesome. Anyone else need prayer? Yeah. We're going to pray for those people in a minute. I want to just pray for, for us in general. And I want to just, I, I just encourage you. This is, a, this is your take home. If you call this church your home church, go and pray and seek the Lord for his voice. And I want you to write it down or email it through. Um, and we're going to collate these prophetic words. So send them to Glory City at glory at gccm.com.au or just if you prefer writing them down, write it down, hand it to Lisa or myself or Andrew, right? We're going to spend the month of January and February and we're just going to collate these words for 2020 and beyond. Because I've watched churches that just get into the routine and I've watched churches that go, hey, what's God saying? I know which one I'd rather be. What's God saying? Is this the word of the Lord? Is this the word of the Lord? And we need, we don't just need my voice, we need everyone's voice. We need, we need, we need everyone's voice for this. So let's pray and then we're going to pray for people. Put your hand on your heart. Yeah, Holy Spirit, we just welcome you here right now. We thank you that you're here. We thank you that you dwell here. Not just in this building, this building is just a facility that helps facilitate this meeting, but that you dwell in the hearts of individuals, that you dwell in our families. God, that we would be a people of your presence. We'd be led by your voice and as strangers we would not follow God. We thank you, God, that you, you've hidden amazing treasures um, to protect us, but we want to steward your presence well, God. We want to be people of your presence that can discern what is right, what is wrong, what is good, what is evil, that we can, be, we can be a people that know how to hear your voice and hear it clearly. That we can look at a burning bush and go, hey, I think that's the presence of God. That we wouldn't miss you in the midst of chaos. We wouldn't miss you, Lord, in the midst of a, a, a tumultuous season. We wouldn't miss you in a great season. That we'd be led by your voice, that we'd be, be stewarded by your presence that you would show us, that you would teach us, that we wouldn't be carnally minded, that we wouldn't just think of ways that seem right to a man but lead to death, but we'd be led by your voice and your voice alone. That the fear of the Lord would crush uh, any worry or any anxiety. Perfect love would cast out all fear. That we would hear for ourselves the personal whisper of I love you. I love you, son. I love you, daughter. I love you, child of the king. Daddy loves you. That we would hear that for ourselves. That we would hear your voice. That we would go on a journey of what it means to pursue your voice and pursue your kingdom. Yeah, Lord, and we pray for wisdom and understanding for our, our nation right now. We pray for... Uh, wisdom and understanding, God, that peace would crush uh, the peace, the ca the peace of God, the shalom of heaven, right now, would crush the chaos that is in our in our in our nation right now. Thank you, Lord. May we be a people, Lord, of you, people of your presence, people of your love, people of your joy.